Discipline stoners. What's your discipline? You a stoner? That's cool. So are we. I'm high a lot. It's weird to finally say that with pride. I'm high a lot. Being high has helped me with my anxiety. It's helped my social skills. Love and light. Welcome to Discipline Stoners Podcast with your host, Eleven. And my name is Winnie. And we are the gateway drug to mindfulness. I finally went medical. Obvious. Used the referral code DISCIPLINE on Mendo. Signed up, set an appointment, got my medical card from this awesome person. I have a podcast called Discipline Stoners. So I'm very front-facing about my cannabis usage and Document itself will be ready by the end of the workday today. Oh, wow. Once it's ready, you can expect to be making orders from them within 24 hours or less of this phone call. Wow. They just pair your new medical license with your account on Mendo so you can get right to it. And let me tell you, I certainly did. See this, Miss Kim? And these seven gram smalls, apples and bananas, these things I never found before in flour or that quantity. It's crazy. Order received. Dope. A couple days later, this discreet little box made it in my mailbox, and I got to it like a kid on Christmas. Oh, feels good to be a patient of this deliciousness. I'm glowing. I'm glowing in happiness. Wow. Welcome back to another episode of Disciplined Stoners. I'm your host, Eleven. My name is Winnie. And, and we, we are, are the gateway, gateway drug to mindfulness. And today... Yes! Holy... Finally. Today, our next guest has a vast history in both cannabis and comedy. She's an OG. Owner of the former legendary the underground comedy 420 she's a legend herself producer of so many comedy shows in the city of toronto and surrounding area you've been so generous to me with your shows the kind the awesome please welcome puff Puff mama Hi. Thanks for joining us. I can't believe it's taken us this long to actually get you on the show. Yeah, grab your joints, joints. edibles, vapes, beverages, oils, topicals. What am I smoking here? Is this sativa indica? That's the. I don't know where I'm gonna go. It's a it's an indica dominant hybrid. Yeah, and it's by uh, Primu Prim Cannabis. I think okay, so I'm going to be yeah. stupid this podcast. This Perfect. <laughs> it's, it's hitting me pretty hybrid-y. Um, um, welcome. Thanks for coming. Good to see um, you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we've known you in so many capacities. We've had crossovers in many ways, but like generally just to get the the tip of the iceberg, the the historical underground club that you started in Toronto. Yeah. I don't know if you had anything to talk about before that, but I just want to get it all out on the table. I think, I mean, it's such a, we need to talk about it, so we might as well start with it. When you, how, when did you start, open the club? Um, Are you really good with dates? (laughs) And memory? 2008. 2008. 
But my first show I ever did was in 1999. As a comedian? No, as a producer. As a producer of shows. I didn't I didn't step on a stage until pandemic hit. No what? way! No. Yeah. What? No, I ran that club the whole time, and maybe towards the end, I, I jumped on a here and there, but never hosted, never did anything. Oh, my God. So when you started producing shows, did that just come from a love of comedy? Yep. Did you always I, love comedy? I used to work at a comedy club that doesn't exist anymore called Comedy Wood. They were on Bloor Street near Avenue Road, and that's where I met some... I met a lot of legends there, and I'd start by... I always had weed and back then it was really hard to find weed so I became <laughs> the waitress who always had time bags. Yeah. That's <laughs> such a cool. So, that's how I met I met Joey Diaz that way first. That was one of my first legends I ever met. I Joe, met you're fucking Mitch amazing. Hedberg I met that way. I met um, a bunch. There's more. That's Ralphie so May. Good. Yeah. I met then. I met uh, Did you always love comedy like as a young person? Like grow like as a kid? Yeah, my family's funny. Yeah, <laughs> okay, that's nice. Irish. You're, you're also an incredible baker. <laughs> I can be. Oh my god! I've been known to burn cookies too. Cookies. <laughs> Baking's fucking hard. Okay, so with the underground, when you started it, so much. Can about you talk like, about like yeah, what your initial vision was, and if that's what ended up happening? Okay, here's the, here's the, I'll just do a synopsis. So I worked in the comedy club. And then I started producing shows. Um, the first one I did was at said comedy club. Um, and it was at, we did a kind of a joke Y2K. We thought, oh, the world's going to like, and all the computers going to die. So we did a show that night. Anyway, nothing happened. Computers were fine. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, life went on. But then at uh, 2002 or three, I guess 2003, the tsunami in the Pacific. Oh, yeah. We did a big fundraiser, and we rented out this hall that doesn't exist anymore um, called the Latvian Hall, and they would let us smoke weed inside the hall. That's right. So we did all these shows for like seven years, and just once a month, we would. I would just text. We had no social media. There yeah. was no podcast. There was. We just text people. I don't fuck. Some people weren't even texting then. No, <laughs> I think oh that was yeah on an email and you phone have to calls call people. and call people and be like, "Yo, this is where the party was," and then we would just fill it up and I'll never forget like the first party we did this like old Latvian dude came up at the end and it's full of weed smoke and he was like how did you have this with no police like how did I'm like because you didn't call them yeah <laughs> and he's dude. like I like you people <laughs> you're quiet you're clean <laughs> yes that is stoners quiet so, and clean but he they had raves <coughs> there so um, that's how I found out about it I was like well fuck they have raves there they don't care about us yeah and um and then we just started doing shows and then finally that place started closing down because it was falling apart and um and then i thought well fuck i'll just rent a place yeah and then, then it grew oh my Literally. god okay we saw so jay okers in I there i think it took mm. me five four or five visits uh to your club to notice that all of the clocks we're not we're not oh, functioning yeah. like when where you, did that come from like the the way that it, i just love everything about one. it um in fact <laughs> it was the big one naomi brought it you know naomi the elderly lady that shows up at all weed events yeah yeah so naomi brought the clock and it was like this big okay and um that was the big white one looked like an old school timepiece. anyways we set it at 4 20 so and we took the batteries out i was like that's it it's not and then we <laughs> put it on the wall 
And then next thing you know, all these clocks just, and I'm not joking, I think there was 37 clocks when we closed the club. Oh yeah. I was just giving away clocks, like, here's a box of clocks. Like, <laughs> that was such a unique a Easter egg that it you, was you don't necessarily those. notice the, the first time. The comedians would notice. They'd be like, I'm sitting here on the stage. And they would often, back in the day, before phone timers, people would look at whatever clock was on the <laughs> right. wall at comedy clubs. So they would stare at the clock. I would keep looking for the thing to move, and it's not. And now he just reels. I'm like, oh, the joke's yeah. old. Oh, man. <laughs> it just got old after a while. I loved it every time. Yeah. Every time, yeah. That was so good. And great shows would happen there. And, Definitely. And a real good, tight vibe that I've not seen anywhere else that's so special. And I can only give it to the akin energy to almost like some poetry communities that I'm involved in, like Scarborough, like where everyone sinks in and listens and leans in when a comedian's really doing well. And that crowd in that space, when it was all smoky and connected, it was a special type of vibe. And then yeah. you throw in some Easter eggs like that, and it's its own culture. Like you really, like you should be the case study for why matriarchy should work. <laughs> like you are guiding that space. I mean, it I'm not so gonna good. argue <laughs> on it. Matriarchy. Ev ev everyone had a good time, and everything felt fair, and it was just cool. And it was I don't fucking popping, dude. Like I love to go hang out in there. Like. Me too. Uh, yeah. yeah. Would anyway. you? Um, so thank you. Yeah. So thank for you for that. For that Publicly, we want to give you your flowers and respect for that. Thank, thank you. you. Is, Love. Is something like? What, do you want to do that again? Ever? Is that? Well, I can't do that again ever. They're not gonna let me. Well, like, okay, but what if like consumption <laughs> lounges became a thing? Like, we're just dreaming upwards right now. Consumption <laughs> lounges become a thing. Let's say and they suddenly decide to take marijuana smoke off of like <laughs> the bill that they put it on. Which, <laughs> yeah. Bullshit bill. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid shit. Bill forty five. But anyway. Uh. <laughs> but if someone was like, oh fuck, who would be the I best mean, to open a consumption lounge? And they were I really don't know rich. Who would be the best to open it? I mean the club was great but it made no money we like just had a lot of fun it was for the culture um, it's for the heart okay i mean even the, even when we get big time comedians and there was a few bucks made uh but not off the comedy we make liquor sales or weed cookies and lunch yeah. uh, anyway um <laughs> but i didn't want to run the club as a place that was trying to profiteer mm. off yeah. of it so it at the beginning energy. we had super cheap rent but then it like then my landlord started extorting me, but that's a whole nother story. Oh. What really kills me is I, I was going by there the other day. It's all boarded up, the whole building. Yeah. I it's think like, I think the, they gave in to the condo company. And yeah, they're, they're just, gonna tear it down. They're just waiting. For, it's fine. It needed to be teared down. Yeah. <laughs> Shit hole. But it was. it was cool. It was like the floor was even crooked, like walking in. I think, right? It was not straight at all. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> not it at was all. like not at all. It was, but it, that added to like this almost Willy Wonka chocolate factory or like this, it was, it was just such an experience. Yeah. It was, a, it was you know, it was just a garage. <laughs> what? It just insulated the roof of a garage and put crap on the walls and oh, no one figured that out. That's, you just dropped a bomb right here. I'm trying to like Joe Puff Mama just gave us that. an exclusive. It literally was that '70s show in the back room. Just that's why. That's the magic of it. That's why it felt like that. 
Everyone started smoking like weed. She's like, that's crazy. I partied in a garage. <laughs> it's not. I'm just no, like, I'm trying to think of it. Yeah. You know what? Everyone I smoked weed their first time in a garage or like hung out in a garage at one point and smoked weed. Yeah. I did a comedy competition when I was very young in, I actually quit comedy uh, not long after that and I have now restarted again. But I did a comedy competition that you were holding and um, I, I got cut from the first round. I didn't get to come back for the second round. <laughs> I and remember your club. name on the poster. And then, and then when, but when I was leaving, because we didn't know each other that well at that time. Like we're, we're really just kind fans of, just of the club like, and yeah. ate your cookies through friends. Yeah. And, um, oops. And, you like grabbed me and you're like, you should keep doing this. And Did I, I? I, yeah, oh, cool. like, and I, re- I remember that like very strongly. And, that meant a lot and then I didn't keep doing the it, but is, I now, now come back to it. <laughs> Plant the I, seed. I, no, no, um, dissing the, the competition that we tried to create, but it was very easy to hijack. And I probably said that to you knowing that maybe whoever your competition was that night because like a couple guys were like okay you can't bring 37 people and now you got 37 well okay i guess yeah, yeah. i got nowhere yeah. in the rules that had no cap it w- and it was the dude i don't think you had 37 people <laughs> with you so <laughs> no. just but then we also had the celebrity judges with whose votes counted as 10 votes so oh. the idea was to offset that but then even still at 37 people like, yeah. even if you suck you're bound to get second yeah like based it's on okay. numbers i was yeah. just happy to so. be attempting i was I, I, my yeah. sets weren't even that i i'm probably really embarrassed about those sets now <laughs> no but the beautiful thing was that you were getting up as a young comedian with the opportunity in a space that also like the weed community has a good listening energy for if you're trying to like work stuff out. I think it's a great room to have that opportunity to like try doing stuff to high audiences because yeah. it really makes you zone in. Like it's not like getting just like contagious, chuckly, like drunk people going. Like weed people will like They'll listen. listen. It's so sweet. And <laughs> they don't react as much they as don't drunk react, people. No. And that would often throw, especially pro comics would come in yeah. and they'd be like, why aren't you laughing? And you'd be like, we like, are in our brains. Yeah. We're also yeah. assessing everything you just said. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And that's okay. You gotta come with the heat. Who's, there's another great comedian, the guy with the curly hair, the, oh man, I can't remember his name. Oh, Eric Paul. Andre? Paul something. <laughs> Eric, no, no, he 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 like came like he's from your club and Paul. Uh, yeah, you really you really got a you re- yeah he he performed at the um, Paul Thompson yeah yes that. sweetheart right he's awesome so funny he's you know brilliant he, yeah he says deep stuff because I think he worked out a lot of stuff in your room didn't didn't he like my room a lot at Vape on Lake too yeah so and I, other I, different places around the city I love too. comedians who have had Corner. to deal with high audiences because like. They'll say some super real shit that you're just like, ah, that's fucking true. (laughs) And then also they make it funny in the minute, but you're right, as a stoner audience myself, I like to marinate on things. Sometimes I don't even hear the next like two or three jokes because I'm just marinating on like one that resonated with me. Honestly, I feel like it's kind of a win as a performer if you are in a fully high audience and they you can't hear a pin drop because you just know that they're all paying attention to you. Exactly. Like they're listening. They're They're just like our brains aren't working fast enough to get the laughter. The second a comedian says something inappropriate, you can fucking hear that pin drop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because a high, I've seen a high audience just like and you then the echoes are 
more than yeah but that's a different type of energy there's a listening warmth energy with a little giggle and agreement or or some some it's almost like a general ohm of vibrational connection and and then when it's when it's bad perceivably it's cold you know, you could feel like the audience pull away. Yeah. Because like, they, they, so they don't ever really backlash, though, the way, a, you know, a, a, drunk. Drunk, a drunk would. No, there's would no be hecklers. Like, I can't believe you just said that. Now, where's the manager? We never really got that ever. <laughs> yeah, so chill. I briefly worked Once in a in comedy a club in um, Vancouver. And although it wasn't, like, really my style in terms oh, yeah. of relationship and stuff, the owner was fucking awesome. And he wouldn't, like, if anyone like touched his waitresses in any type of manner and did we're someone like, Yo. grab your ass one time yeah and, threw and he out? just like yeah he grabs them throws them out like grabbed like, it good comedy. you have yeah, to yeah it was so that was always good <laughs> yo take that notes, in it's okay we cough on here all the time yeah so when he was a guest uh, of joe's uh you know, experience. And before that, she was a waitress at the comedy mix of Vancouver. Now to the point where she's like working into like her full time identity being a comedian. It's been a journey of 10 years being in and around it. And you got to consistently give that. Yeah, that, I love that, comedy too. So yeah. I always loved it. Um, great great opportunity. So if there's so many shows going on, in the city. I feel like if you want to find comedy, you can find it in the city. Really it really sure. exploded after pandemic. I love that. Yeah. It's almost like, oh man, we're super depressed after all the bullshit. <laughs> we and need like, laugh. what do we need? We need laughter. And uh, yeah, I've been in a, a, a couple of music shows too, and I've noticed the same energy in music. Like, first time I was in a mosh pit, I was just like, oh man, I can smell body odor and I'm not grossed out by any of the sweat. And it felt it felt really good to, yeah. to be back in a, yeah. a mosh pit. In harmony. <laughs> yeah. In harmony, however you resonate. I love that. Yeah. Jump, <laughs> jumping around. <laughs> Sick. What is your, um, like, if you were to give, if someone wanted to start producing comedy shows in this city, do you have anything to tell or those people? Or why are you so attracted to it? Like, it's such a tough job. Like, producing an event, like... You know, you're really drawn to it and just to keep going, but yeah. Well, I don't do just that. If I did right. I did just that, then I'd, you know, I'd be more successful, like Cannabis Comedy Festival or Danish Anwar shows, you know, because that's all they do. You know, they focus okay. heavily on it. But, and you don't um, want to do that? I mean, I do, but it's also, it's hard work. But you're, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I like baking and I like, I've been doing these cookie reels yeah, and art. And you I know you're really I want to get into doing more online stuff because, um, I don't know, I'm getting old and I need to figure out what I'm going to do when I'm 80. And I can't just be producing coffee. Although that would be fucking. That would be lit. I like it. So, so what's the ideal to have like a a a a monthly or a quarterly or or a yearly? Well, I like the pattern I have right now. What? What's that? Um, Well, because I'm at Comedy Bar every Wednesday, Mm -hmm. and once a month I do a all girls show called All Star Bitches out of there. Which one he's been on? And um, thank you. Both those shows um, are set in stone for, you know, as long as I don't piss off Comedy Bar. They're really good to me there, They're though. good. That's a yeah. cool venue. Like, they're really good for... Aren't we going tonight? ...supporting mm-hmm. ind- indie people in independent situations and... Shout out Comedy but they're, Bar. they're organized enough that, you know, there's just like a paycheck every week. And, and it's up to me to write that paycheck. Nice. So when you really think about it, like they have their fees that they charge, but then in the end, you can still be an independent producer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good partner. It's a good venue partner. But shout um, out Comedy Bar. 
I also been doing other sh- other shows um, elsewhere too. So I've, I've got a couple of like secret weed friendly places where yeah. you know we do our stoner chicks show at this little place in Cabbage Town, and um, yeah. I do stuff once in a while, not as much as I'd like to um, out in the Danforth. Um, at Growers World. Oh, that was supposed to be a secret location. But anyway, we can. <laughs> we'll just. They I won't think the hear cat's it. out of the bag over there. Anyway, <laughs> if think. you want, we can cut it out if you want. I but think, uh, if it's, I think, it's all oh, no. might be good promotion. No, they started too. doing. They started when Canvas Comedy Festival started doing more shows there recently, and I noticed that they're like advertising. I'm like, we're out on the dank fourth doing. I'm like, okay, nice. like nice. It's out. Dank fourth. I like that. Oh, I love fourth. a good pun. Mm. Uh, Where did you grow up? Uh, <coughs> all over Canada, but mostly Orangeville. Oh, word. Orangeville. It's a small town outside of Toronto. Not so small anymore. was when I grew up, but it's getting to be suburby. Dope. So uh, starting to meld into Brampton. Oh, word. <laughs> Paladins got squashed in between. <laughs> oh, no. Um, something that I love about your like hosting set that you do is that you incorporate fun facts. Which Winnie has one on the show. Yeah, oh, I don't know if you've fact? seen. Well, I don't oh, usually do. A, I don't do a fact with guests, but I've actually used some of your fun facts do it. because I've heard. Yeah, I've heard them, no. and then have I've been like, my oh my god, about space garbage. No. Okay, that's my new whole. Uh, I got a whole space bit about garbage. the garbage in space. <laughs> do we put garbage in space? Go look garbage map. It's space. Okay, because I ma- <coughs> they have to map it all because everything's flying around and it might like shoot through a spaceship as they're going up into space. Oh fuck! Like a tiny little nut okay. has to be mapped because it might just like a bullet go through something. Okay, I'm and feeling sometimes things crash and then they make more garbage. Right, but it's so- all like stuff that they've ejected, like stuff that. Anyway, I got a whole list of all the garbage. I had ludicrous. The reason why I'm excited about this is because I have, and now I'm feeling like it's probably not a good idea, but I had this idea where why don't we take all of the garbage on the planet and shoot it into space? But now I'm hearing that that's probably not the best idea. Can't we just shoot it so far that it like doesn't come back to Earth? Is we don't have that technology yet? Why is it a problem? Okay, well, here's a dark fact, and I'm trying to incorporate this in the bit without people going, what? Um, but uh, pretty soon, if there's any more garbage, we won't be able to leave the planet because the spaceships <laughs> won't be able to find an, an orbit to get there. Oh, my God, there's so much space there's garbage. There's that much garbage. And what pisses me off... Okay, this so is we have been doing off. that idea, Wayne. We aren't in space. We're not making the garbage. Yeah. And yet, like, there's Jeff Bezos in space, and look at all the garbage that Amazon makes, and, like... I know. Is that why you're going to space? You're just trying to escape your own fucking garbage? Holy. I know. Trillionaires do. dippy Or, like, yeah. Anyway, that's enough. I'm going to take up your whole podcast talking about the garbage in space. But, guys, look at that that garbage map. It's kind of funny. I love your facts. I think I shared one about um, a human inside a whale or something. I can't remember it right now, but... Human beings could fit inside a 
blue whale's veins we could swim through it oh yeah i did do that one yeah after you i heard that and your bit i was like what the fuck i have to think about it look how think how big a a whale is of course their veins are our size I know, but that just like because then you can put yourself inside the like, whale's body. We've never body. done it, obviously. It's just math, circumference <laughs> <laughs> and diameter. In my perception, though, that really like does something in my brain. Where this it blows making my me brain. stupid. <laughs> you done with that? No, you feel- but okay. For a second, while I laugh. Yeah, I. It's just like all of a sudden I feel like I know, I can feel how big a blue whale is for the first time. Because I know that. Yeah, right. I fit inside of its veins and it has like a million. So it can fit pretty much all of the human beings inside inside it. I mean in a line. Yeah. (laughs) Not all humans, lots. My whole family for sure. (laughs) (laughs) do you have um do you have a a how's your relationship with your family (laughs) great is it actually good (coughs) yeah that's good i mean uh, every family has issues but yeah we're uh, tight why do you think every family has issues because we're human beings and we're not robots and thank God for that, because that just gives us lots of character. Yeah. Do you feel like weed has um, like helped given you like more compassion in situations that you would otherwise? A thousand percent. Yeah. A thousand percent. In fact, I, I, I remember thinking one time when I won mushrooms and someone um, like there's something happened on the street in front of my club and I remember being tripping balls on mushrooms <laughs> being like what is going on there but then if I thinking like oh if I was on weed I would help that guy instead of being like this is curious <laughs> or yeah if, like that's I was true. on whiskey I might have been like what the fuck are you doing like yeah, yeah. so I th- but I remember being like thinking about that on mushrooms like oh it's the same situation I'm the same person and I would just because of what I'm on, I'm reacting wow. different. That's so true. Weed we is... Go about, everyone goes about their day. Too much coffee, not enough coffee. Like, too much yoga, not enough yoga. Like, I don't know. It depends on whatever influenced us. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a substance. No. It could be a circumstance. Yeah. So. Beautifully said. And we're all, like, bouncing around like snooker balls. I know. It's so interesting. I feel like... Um, I've weed has helped me become like more hyper aware of when I'm doing the bouncing. Yeah. You know, and and so then I'm I'm like, oh, I can continue this because it's familiar and easy. It's the easier choice. Or I can like slow down and like take a second and like actually assess the situation and like getting high and walking the dog. I hate to say it. I, I don't know if you get it when you walk your dog. If you get high and walk the dog and like, okay, life is okay. Oh, reset. The dog forces me every day to reset that moment. And then I'm like, well, it's the city. I got to be high while I'm doing it. Yeah. And so that helped me out a lot in pandemic. Just getting super high and going for long walks. I'm like, everything's okay. Look, the leaf is still blooming. It's not a pandemic, really. Yeah. (laughs) 
I remember having that with Ralph one year when you were away in Los Angeles and I had to be responsible for all of this dog's walks, which is a lot of work. One person <laughs> walking, holy, I got you got lucky. Shout out single mamas out <laughs> here with the dog. Yeah, for sure. And then, but also I was like, oh fuck, I would be way more depressed if I was not doing this. And because it's a living thing, you're like, oh, I have to take care of you. <laughs> yeah, like look how much he's enjoying just sniffing on a pole. There's yeah. no anxiety there. There. Yeah. Yeah, there's they something remind us. zen about uh, yeah. walking a dog. If you don't have a dog, though, you should still get out and walk. Go for a walk. Just go walk it. Go to the dog park and look yeah. at the dogs. Smoke a joint. That's what we used to do before Ralph. Yeah. We'd go to dog parks and Although be the little creeps. dog owners, big dog owners never get weirdo, but like little dog, who's that person in the mind? They don't have a dog. <laughs> yeah, because they're scared that they're going to scoop them up and run away. Well, watch your fucking dog. <laughs> it might poo at any moment. Like, I hate dog owners that go there and then they just don't, like, watch oh, their dog. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to be that dick. I'm like, excuse me, your dog is pooping, but also I'm totally going to be that person yeah. that says, excuse me. I always think is... that the person would want to know. Right? Yeah. That's how I go about it when I but do sometimes that. Sometimes they'll like, sigh like, and go, ugh. Yeah, You're they like, totally have done that before. And I've been like, oh, that's sh always shocking I a little know. bit. Because I'm like, you didn't, oh, weird. <laughs> like, in the back of my mind, know? the mean part of me is like, oh, it's your dog's poo. I stepped in last time, I bet. <laughs> like, I don't want to. Yeah, be you get all fucking. Well, like, yeah, I don't want to be that person. So, yeah. Anyway. How long have you been baking edibles yeah, for? Yeah, I want to talk about the How much can we talk about, about the cookies? The I'm cookies, sorry I didn't bring any. That's okay. They're so fucking good. You're such a good Yeah, baker. we love your Why? cookies. Why are they so good? What do you do? Do you do a spell? Just after a while. There's not all everything. I, I only, anyways. Yeah, Chocolate okay. chip cookies. Do you just do what you like? Like a lot of butter, a lot of sugar. <laughs> don't use margarine. Don't use shitty ingredients. I don't know. I make, um... A lot of good vanilla, like proper Mexican vanilla, not the crap at like Sobeys, unless it's proper Mexican. You make it? You can. It's easy. But sometimes, okay, I don't know if you know my friend Kim Stockins. She's um a, 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 she's always at a comedy show. She's like long purple hair. Anyways, every time she's in Mexico, I'm like, give me like off a vendor off the street mm. that Mexican vanilla. Oh, word. Oh. And then Fresh. she'll bring me back like nice. But there'll still be beans stu stuck in it. And um, so if, if you want to have good vanilla, just go buy a vanilla bean, stick it in existing vanilla, and then it just becomes rich over time. And then you just like reuse that bean. Ooh. And then you can up the ante of your vanilla. Or That's you can stick hack. that bean in sugar. And then like a couple, couple, you know, month, that sugar tastes, all of it will taste like vanilla. Vanilla sugar. So there's all kinds of cute tricks, but not cheaping out on ingredients is like the best one. Yeah. Amazing. Also, in baking, there's a bit of a, a bit of alchemy. Just there's more in things like souffles. Yeah. The, you know, pastries. There's a bit of what? Alchemy, like Al uh, science, but yeah. specific kind of like making the chemicals, like the baking soda or powders. Right. Yeah. Work and layering, like you've got to have like the sugar added to the butter and whipped in, or sometimes not whipped in, depending. Do you follow recipes? Um, I kind of just grew up baking, so I'm only comfortable. A lot of the stuff that I'll make is stuff I made since I was five years old. Like oh, wow. that exact chocolate chip cookie recipes. Literally, my mom found my grandmother's handwriting on cards. Oh. 
And she's like, look, and I'm like, holy shit, it's literally the same recipe still. Oh my That's god. Awesome. Um, and do You're you sharing your family heritage. Are you infusing butter? How how do you make? There's different ways, so depends. But oh. yeah, you can make a, a can of butter. My recipe is on my website. Um, or you can do a decarboxing where you just toast the weed. So if it's good quality weed and not shake, you can just toast it. Yeah, it's a bit trickier. What's your website? Puffmama.ca. And what goes on there? Lots of things. There's comedy and baking and. Oh. Do you have a hard time promoting yourself? Yeah, can you tell? I'm like not looking at the camera. I'm like, guys, can we not talk about me at all? <laughs> and our guest. Never mind about what? her. Never mind. Uh, Why do you think that is? I just like doing Humble stuff. by nature. Yeah. You know, there's people that just like to do and don't like brag, and there's people that brag and they don't do. And yeah. then most people are somewhere in between. Yeah. We're definitely do and brag. I'm like, I'm not sure I'm if better at bragging a bit. Good. I think that we have a weird as like societally, I think there's weird feelings around like what bragging is. Like we've decided that if you're bragging, it's like you're you're doing it in vain. You're doing it. And if it's not in vain, like if it's not like, oh, I'm the best, it's because you're super insecure. Like we've put all of these like labels around like what it is I to don't brag. Think I'm insecure as much as just like, oh, fuck, we already done it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, like just, exactly. Oh, I didn't finish, by the way. There is a third method, which is melting distillates into butter. Sorry. Oh, nice. Ooh. That's how most people bake. Um, oh. Sorry, I just realized really? how badly we segue. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's more. All you nice. people like working with, that's how you make gummies, because you can't use weed for gummies. But I like the high I get off of like baking weed, weed. Yeah. into yeah. a cookie. Versus That's the, classic the distillate, which will sometimes just hit your third eye and your body's like, but I want it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Wait, how do you do you can you just melt distillate in a pot? Um, okay, I got this miniature, don't laugh, it's just it's so fucking cute. It's for making a single egg. Um cute. like egg McMuffin oh. pan. It's yeah. like Teflon. Yeah. But I was like, it's perfect for I just take a tablespoon of butter, put it in that cute thing, and then I put the distillate in that and then I melt it in and then I add that to butter so it doesn't clump up Um, but that's a super easy way to do it or you can do it like with a make your own like mini double boiler with just like a little pot and a bowl of whatever on top right okay yeah but you just you don't want it to be like directly on the stove you can easily burn it yeah Um, that would be but you do you still um you still need to decarboxylate it which is means and getting the chemical ready to your body can two, accept it. Yeah. Two thirty for like. It's me trying to minutes. talk on indica. I'm like, oh, it's decarb. <laughs> it's a long word. Yeah, decarb. Yeah. 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 How I picture it. So this is how I picture it. Is that the THC molecule? Picture that. You guys have seen that? It's like a bunch of sticks and like a tinker toy, and then like on the side of it, there's this single stick just hanging out. Not, and you can't absorb it when that stick is there. So heat will break that little piece off break and then, off. then your body can absorb it so you know, oh. it's basically how i picture it i don't know if and that was I a like little picture exactly it was like a little safety tool that like nature put on the bud so in case you eat it yeah it's it i think it's also uh i think we're intended to eat it i think yeah. um that's uh, we have receptors in our body yeah 
but yeah, definitely you activate it and now suddenly, woo, like your body can really utilize the... Yeah, you have to meet it with effort. You have to like warm it up. What's your um, relationship with CBD? Um, I like it. Do you use it like it regularly in your routine? My dog. I give it to my dog. I give him super Ugh. like thousand milligrams in like a little thing and he gets a bunch of it and he's... He's, he has way less anxiety. Oh, um, yes, we, we have your CBD but I, lip I do balm on if, our weed bar. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I do notice that if, like, if you're smoking a lot of weed, all it does is it'll just bring your THC down yeah. a notch. You're not gonna notice the CBD other than like the THC won't be quite so jagged. Yeah. yeah. The highs, the ups and downs. So that's why I always tell people like, well, if you're having a freak out take cbd if you're having a thc free because then they'll bond together and yeah. it'll be more like but that being said about um five years ago the dog i had before was this pit bull named mars who used to walk around my club all the time oh. rest his heart but when you, he mars. got when he got uh really sick when he got old someone gave me a quarter pound of canatonic that they grew oh, which is man. a really high cbd strain oh and i was like sure i'll give the dog this because he's had cancer and i was like oh, i'll give him pain and then after the dog died i i had a bunch of it left i'm like well now i need this yeah. so i made a bunch of weed cookies and i i didn't really cry Oh. I know it sounds like dark, oh. but in the end, I mean, like you'd think, like especially when your dog dies, hey, my heart, I'm gonna jump off this bridge. But I'm just like, oh, that was really shitty. Yeah, oh. and just like it, so it, I think, I think it. Worked. It allows you to accept. Yeah, and it's a really hard strain to find. So if anyone's really having a hard time in life, and you can canatonic. find canatonic, um, it's fabulous, and you'll see all kinds of reviews online of people like me like oh fuck yeah we need to research this one more gosh i don't know if i've tried this yeah, it's, it's impossible to find oh well anyway, we're going on a hunt catatonic catatonic you can write we a rap song you. about it yeah definitely. do you like i'm gonna yeah it do sounds you... like this <laughs> yeah it's like everything sucks but i'm okay everything sucks i'll be okay yeah, yeah there you go. it's the truth with like a positive spin yeah, yeah. acceptance yeah i got very high from that joint that i rolled we yeah we all yeah got i'm nice a bit stupid but whatever what a good way to cruise do you have a favorite comedian or is yeah, or do, do you, you not choose comedians favorites oh my god are you gonna ask me to choose between my kids well um like famous people um like do you watch netflix specials and really resonate with anyone i would say rory scoville maybe rory scoville oh. i think he's probably one who is that because i he i brought him up um one time he's from georgia he's just he's an incredible man he's just the nicest oh. person and he's he's a good guy like a wife and babies and like nice to comics and he's fucking brilliant oh lovely so i think out of uh, I, I mean sorry all it, all the comedians i brought up i love you all but i love you too rory <laughs> and thanks but, for watching uh, the show yeah <laughs> shout out rory uh yeah he just he's really good at supporting um independent stuff too okay here's a segue story quick oh. something i watched in the pandemic there's some dude i think it was in georgia they have squatters laws so he this guy squatted in this 
building that he wanted to build a comedy club and basically ended up kicking out all the other squatters sealed up all the holes and like made a club and rory came and performed and they did a comedy special on it oh my and i was God. like i love these people what are you you just squat you did better than me i just built a garage <laughs> like this guy squatted like that's gangster and like there's rory with like his you know netflix specials and everything I'm like y'all come and fucking do this and then they that's end up doing a whole doc so about it sick. but i remember watching that in the pandemic Whoa. and just being like fuck yeah like that's sick it's cool there's some ballsy people out there anyway yeah. i think oh, it i think huge. because of like uh bread tape it had to close up but yeah that happens <laughs> i could be wrong oh my god i should look that up before i tell that's lies. brilliant they got it for free just by like squatting how genius um did the pandemic do anything for you for a lot of people it like really solidified i think things that either they like wanted to do um and weren't doing or like maybe they realized they weren't doing uh are in something that they don't actually want to be doing did any of that come up for you during those? any epiphany moments and i just put everything on pause i'm like okay i just wait two more weeks he said two more weeks <laughs> <laughs> you lived it two weeks at a time eh? literally and then i was like okay well, let's just like throw some park show so we took over that right. park at Woodboy and I was like oh yeah I threw everything in storage because they were like oh yeah two more weeks and no joke guys like I'm still kind of all the furniture from the club is in storage still holy shit I know oh, we gotta get rid of it <laughs> there's some hey uh, if anyone needs yeah some honestly some we're clocks. gonna we're gonna have a celebrity auction I still have one box of clocks <laughs> That's I a good idea, celebrity auction. Yeah, we should get get your uh, comedian friends together and uh, create some oh offers on these pieces. We can just put it on your website. Fuck, that's and just a great auction idea. off the clocks. It's a legendary like, club. Help me get rid of my baggage, and we'll. I okay. What I was it's gonna art. do is uh, it's culture I art to, from time. Do you know Jeremy Dobsky? Hit he, us up. He's um scored a little space, on oh. the East End, um, a little art space, and he's. He's got the basement. He, he did one show out of there. And I'm like, you don't even have a curtain or furniture. They just lined up a bunch of lawn chairs. And like, I love threw it. Threw a show in there. People That's will do perfect. comedy yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to convince them, like, just take all the stuff, Jeremy, and we throw it out later. So what? I just don't want to. Yeah. Two weeks is over now. Two weeks and two weeks and two weeks. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So it's... if I do reopen, I want all new crap now. Not yeah. maybe new, but cool. You deserve it. No, that's what I see for you. If there is something that you could reopen, like, I think there's actually opportunity. I don't know how close it is. Like, well, we I figured like, out how I like to make going it. all over the city. I'm not going to lie. I'm yeah. Like, oh, I'm a yeah. comedy bar here. Oh, I'm over here. Yeah. I've got like three other shows in the works, but I don't want to spill the beans yet. Yeah. But, um, no but, spillage yeah. here. No spilling. No spillaggio. But, um, that's amazing yeah so yeah i kind of like being independent and uh just we'll see we'll see and i like we'll that you see. host your shows now and that you perform when you're a comedian this is awesome do you the think evolution. it's kind of crazy that like really famous people talk about you and your your club sometimes it's legendary some of the some of the guys i i i, I like I, I did not expect a nice shout out from um Ryan Long and Burt Kreischer. I, I put I've got that pinned on my Instagram, but I was like, it's really nice. Wow! And like Burt Kreischer's like, oh, we loved it there. <laughs> like, yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah. I loved you too, yeah, Burt. You, you know, a he's great huge. Thing. He's huge now. Yeah. 
and um you know or the fact that once in a while we still get mentioned on joe rogan's podcast and i'm like yeah you're i haven't seen that guy in eight fucking years and he's (laughs) like oh they were crazy there they're blitzkrieged all the candles couldn't stay lit there's no oxygen and i was like did we did we scare you like you big big joe rogan we scare you little boy like i get kind of like how are you freaked out by that you make people eat bugs you talk about weird science all the time yeah and yet he's still is surprised at that but it was some hardcore smoke i'm the one waiting now that he's opened the mothership i'm like do a smoking night joe Oh, mothership! It's Texas. Let them not give a fuck. Come on, do it. Yes, you probably will. Just no one will. Everyone have to keep it secret. I guarantee, without even trying to brag about that one, I guarantee that him having experienced my club in Toronto, it's there in the back because he won't shut up about it. So I mean, he won't. I bet he won't do that. He he totally does. Every stoner wants to do that. That was the power of your space. Was talking about me recently too, and um, he he was talking about how. He, yeah, it was crazy there. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> like how we greened out Doug Benson. And Fuck it's just it. like, oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I left that. very, very high. It was the place to go get very high. Yeah. Yeah. Love yep. That. I do remember it all. Like, well, once I got to, I got to slowly get the stories down, like in a chronological order. I know you, we need to give you, you a typewriter. Do you have a typewriter and storage space for all the paper? Um, <laughs> Did you did you did you video record much of it? No, because weed was so illegal for a lot right. of it. We had a no filming rule. You were rule. trying to not. And yeah. if you took pictures, um, you had to get com- comedians' permissions. We had a very strict rule, and we would like stop people. I like. Yeah. Hey, are you filming? Like on it the was stage. Underground. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Oh, it's just a story, and like it's delete it. <laughs> yeah. Because. Low key. It, it was also I, I felt I felt don't laugh. I mean there's a bit of quantum physics going on when like the observer is watching like molecules act differently so I feel that way about mm. cameras and and comedians mm. like, I love yeah. that I think that they're freer You're right. I think they're freer in the minute that there's a even an electronic eye they yeah. change and the comedy is different yeah. it's like yeah, it's right. more contained You're right yeah. Wow. I, well said. The double slit experiment. Yeah. Ex- that's so. There's been a couple times on the podcast. It happens a lot, actually. But both of us have felt it, where it, we're almost like, oh, like we forgot what was going on. We thought mm. we forgot it, but other than those moments, there is a little bit of like, you know, performative. Just a little bit. We're still trying to be relaxed and like, but I would say that there always is with the camera. It's I like think another. The generation that's being born into it right now versus me, who is, I born into analog and transitioned into digital. Mm-hmm. I think the kids born into it have a, have a likelier chance of being more relaxed. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, but did you ever experience analog? Like, yeah. Just turn all this minute. off, eat a mushroom, and go for a walk, young teenager, and your I, mind will be blown. Like yeah. this internet stuff. What's it gonna like? Yeah, it's true. So There's I, wisdom I wonder in that. how much wisdom how much they're missing and they don't know. So are they relaxed? I think that like when we mm. see oh chicken of the people, egg, eh? Yeah. Philosophy deep 101. Okay. Yeah. When Just we saying, see people guys, growing up with it, I think there's going because there was I think there was like a a negative impact that we had seen 
on like the first gen that had just digital right away. Thank you. Well, you guys are definitely in all the fixing the bugs stage. Yeah. Well, oh, we I, shouldn't yeah. have done that exactly. one. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we are in Sorry, that stage kids. now where it's like, oh, we need to have boundaries around our electronics and stuff. Like that wasn't a thing. Like you didn't get your first phone and your mom was like, have some boundaries. Like yeah, you, you were true. just on your phone the whole time or like on the equivalent of like a Game Boy or something. <laughs> I remember seeing a, a thing and it was, I don't know, it was just a news flash, I think somewhere. But um, this teacher was making the, the kids turn their phones in on, on and she put them on a desk on the, and I remember being like what they have to do that now like they were, they were like eight nine-year-old kids oh whoa and like kids phones. and they all had phones and so she would make them <laughs> put their phones in a basket and the basket was sitting there so but she said that it was hard to even get their eyes off the basket yeah and I was just like oh like, you imagine I can't even eight? Can you I imagine can't like- even like, so I, I have, I there was one that. phone in my school that was in the office. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. It. It, they were nice times. I'm like, I feel grateful that we also missed. Like, I think I was 15 when I got my first cell phone. Um, Kids are smarter though for it, though. They can Google shit and find out like yeah, actual they, truth if, if they're taught how to how to filter through that and make sure you're not reading like a half truth. I think, I think I wish I had. Wikipedia definitely growing up I could have been like see teacher I'm right like, or oh, been like man. oh shit I didn't know annoying. that like I constantly am looking stuff up yeah, yeah. that's true access so I can imagine when my brain was anyway all the I know. memories it's so earth. fun to look stuff up too like if you're in a group and you're none of us know the answer one of us can just pull out our phones and find it yeah. And then we can just move on to the next. We don't thing. even have to type into it. Just hit that little microphone. Like, oh, it's, it's we're already learning listening. how to be efficient. We're and, and learning what can come from if we create more time. But what we haven't done is uh, created a, a like structure around boundaries. Essentially, I think we're learning that now. I think kids coming up, like, and parents coming up, will be like, "You can't all the time," and we have to watch this relationship because Eleven and I will go on walks, phoneless, and we'll come back and like. We're both like, oh, yeah, no, it's fine. We don't need to look at our phones for the first couple minutes. So we'll walk around. But then we'll, like, grab the phone and be, like, in it for 15 minutes. And it feels like you're getting a hit. It does. You are. It does. You are a 1,000% getting yeah. a, a dopamine And I fix. haven't, um, I haven't, I, I'll just, I'll just let myself have that. Yeah. I don't know if that's healthy or I, not. I think, I think it's okay if you're structuring it. I think um, it like I don't look at my phone. I now have it on quiet mode at midnight, and it's right on as long as I can till noon. Good. So my phone doesn't make a noise between midnight and noon. Period. I gotta nice. go look at my email or my Instagram if I want to know anything. Yeah. Good. But then that stops me from like, oh shit, there's that little red button on the Instagram. Someone must have liked a reel I made. Like, and I gotta know who liked the reel. Like, why do I need to know that? I can find that out in the morning so I could change my fucking night. <laughs> so true. It's a bizarre feeling. You ever see that it listens to you? Like, when you talk about something. Oh man, I've turned off it- all my microphones on as many. If I can run an app without a microphone, it's off. You have to do it with each app. You can't just turn your mic off eh? on any phone, period. Okay. So you go into each app and you find the microphone and you turn off the microphone, but then some things don't work. Like I had to, okay, I took off a calculator off of my phone because like I turned off the microphone and they were like, your thing's not going to work. It's a calculator. Yeah. 
Holy and you shit. don't want to be, why don't you want to be listened to? I don't want them fucking annoying ads. <laughs> okay. <Just like laughs> okay. It's that. Yeah. I've had my I'm microphone I'm going to spend on. all of my money somewhere, but like they'll be giving me ads for like Squarespace. Yeah. I got Squarespace. Yeah. Please Get out of tell here. me about Shopify. If like there's a deal, like, yeah. And so like it's, there's this, I'm in, and I also, I'm not getting paid for their market research. So they're using us to yeah. do their market research yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're making money off like that's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So I, I agree I'm, with just, that. Just this old school anarchist in me like, I'm not getting paid for this. <laughs> this is my mental intellectual property. Of, I want to look up stupid shit on Google. Yeah. Do you, do you have, um, I'm slowly I, giving in over time. Yeah. Like I have to. Yeah. It's yeah. good though. Keep, stay strong. Um, do you have a particularly um, unforgettable 420 in your past? Oh, my God. 420 at Dundas Square was just like... Right? That's what I say. But I would, I would often speak... Okay, maybe the best 420, and not many people got to see it, but it was one of the last ones I spoke at, and it was about you know 2 or 3 in the afternoon. And I remember they had just very quietly put marijuana in with tobacco on like the no smoking in Toronto rules, the Ontario Smoke Free Act. And I remember like a bunch of lounges. Abby Roach made a lot of noise about hot because we're like, we're gonna lose our lounges. Like this is this is super. And I was like, holy shit! And then suddenly we have two weeks. Is the, like they literally were like, well, oh, you got about two weeks to kind of protest this. And we're like, what? So we did this huge. Like, and nobody's listening because they're all worried about dispensaries getting raided because that was also during the time. Yeah. During Project Claudia days when they were raiding all the dispensaries. So it was like, my weed. And we're like, our fucking lounges. Like, so um, they, of course, it all went through. But I remember being super mad. And my friend Tracy Curley, rest her heart, um, she um, wrote fuck Bill 45 on my ass in big fat marker. <laughs> and I mooned all the cameras i just took my pants down oh my <laughs> said fuck bill 45 fuck yes because i was like none of you are listening to us about like how you're gonna lose your life. you're gonna watch in like three four years there's gonna be no lounge and look here we are no lounges Ugh. so uh yeah that that was probably a good moment <laughs> so what can we do to get it back to where it's sustainable again well at this point like it's gonna have to be edible lounges they're never gonna allow smoking inside how is Vancouver like ever? doing the new Amsterdam Like, you don't ever cafe? see that? Like, in, like, 10, 15? If, if it's maybe might have a chance if we could add to the legislation, you can't take things away from bills. You can add to bills. Oh. But it, it also, to, to f like, you don't need to vote on that either. So they can just add weed to the bill and be like, yeah, nothing you can do. We're like, we need to, like, collectively vote on this. This could affect right. our culture. So adding to a existing how bill does is... That, how does that type of... Is that government? How does that type of... How does that take such president? Like, that system is broken, clearly. Yeah, they're just making decisions on behalf of, like... And they're not and, the people that use And we're use in Canada, which is way less broken than yeah. other places. So yeah, fair enough. think about, like, how it got to that point. Yeah. So I think, I think the only way they could do is add to this existing bill to, like, have a clause in for private space. 
Mm. And that now a private space, like if you decide to suddenly move over here and make this into a lounge and you're allowed to, it's private space. Yeah. And now at that point, I, th I think a lot of... I think of, that's what OPP is doing. The other thing is, that's definitely, it, it's a private space. Um, same with Planet Paradise. Yeah. Um, it's not like, the door's not open to people yeah. walking in. Yeah, I know. Um, but uh, what was I saying? Fuck, Indica. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the system, the bill. <laughs> it was really good. All of, yeah, you listen to me. I'm like, ugh, I don't want to talk about politics. And you're like, okay, so no. how it works about the bills? <laughs> Yo, that's crazy, though. No, you that's would good know, information. You have I didn't know to that. know. Anyway, private clubs, I think, is both the only way yeah. we can go. Is is that uh, at these at least that's defendable? Like, if you look at it in a war situation, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna make a fort. He's not gonna get in. Yeah. I think that's, you know, what are you going to do? Like, spend a lot of money? If, yeah. if, if they're not selling like Cafe did, like, they're not going to go and put cement blocks in front of the goddamn place. I know. Wasn't that, that funny? That was so fun. <laughs> that was Remember so those cement fun. Blocks, yeah, they were oh right up God. there. We saw them all the time. Oh, that's right. It's so close. So yeah. close. It was silly. Yeah. They were such big blocks. It was like, this is what your... Is this tax dollars like going to like getting these blocks, moving them here? <laughs> they were huge and it's blocks. So childish too. It's like where did it come? They were photogenic blocks. Yeah, they were. It was a statement. Yeah, they were. You're right. They were smooth. They were. I meant it in a big cement, giant, ugly way, but yeah, smooth. No, they were like nice. You couldn't climb them easily. You just only set up card tables. Yeah. <laughs> Balls oh. deep. You know what's Shout funny? I've never cafe. forgiven having an argument with somebody about like, yeah, but these guys are making so much money. And I'm just like, they're making peanuts compared to like, like, are you going to go protest like all these big beer companies? Like, or these big oh, I know. pharma companies or big food company? You're going to go yeah. stand out front of yeah. Galen Weston's or Jeff Bates? Like, I know. Cafe's making peanuts compared to the real world. So fuck off. Like, yeah, let us sure. make our peanuts because if they take a stand, then maybe there's a lot more room for independent people. But yeah. honestly, I think it was the pandemic that let it go. Like, fuck, open a weed store. Everyone just shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Let's get all of Toronto high, and we won't whine like little babies. That's the that's the wisdom right there we've been searching for. It's only Toronto that really needed that fucking chill pill. Fuck. I know. I work at a yoga studio, and um, we have... Get, we get a lot of people that like have flights from the UK to like their stewarded stewards or whatever on the planes, and they're like, at towards the end of it, they were like, "This shit's so fucked up. Like, we don't have to wear masks when we get on a plane in UK, but we have to have them because right before we land in Toronto, <laughs> after five hours of being <laughs> in a plane together, we just have to throw them on." And they, yeah, it was. It's the anyways. virtue signaling. It's funny. Anyway. Um, this weird halfway that we're still in. Yeah. We're like, are we grossed out by each other anymore? Or are we dying? Like, I think no, we, we are. Just got it's over like the, the threat flu. of death, literally. Um, that's what we know, talk is, about. We don't. We need to be less scared of death. I'm, yeah. I have no problem protecting that. I'm actually not an anti-vaxxer or an anti-like anything. I'm just like fucked. All that hate though. Ooh. I know all the there was so much hate yeah. during that time. We're like, and, not... and it really showed us how easily we can like separate from one another. each other. Yeah. At the same time, there was a lot of like I'm noticing people aren't opening doors for each other anymore. 
Like, that was a thing, male or female, it didn't matter. I'm like, well, I've already touched the door. You go ahead. Like, there was a um, lot of that. Like, I, me, I live d- right downtown, too, and I think just that just suddenly went out the door. And I'm like, I know. I even have getting, groceries getting and close, your dog, and you're still not opening? Getting yeah. close to people has now been, that's ooh, almost a no-no. You know, it's like in general, but fuck that. I, I just, I, I noticed, though, I never stopped. Manu- I never, we were, we were kind to <laughs> each other during. Doors. Yeah, for sure. But we were extra kind to each other during, cause I remember the first summer, like, I don't remember time anymore, but like the first summer that we were kind of felt free we because it was tra- summer and stuff. I, and people were driving again because Toronto was literally a ghost town for a hot sec. <laughs> um, and I remember like just, it was really cool. <laughs> I got used to it too. It was cool. Um, but I remember thinking people in vehicles felt a lot more hostile than during the pandemic which I thought was funny because it was like we're not in that anymore or like we have freedom again for the first time and you're just like choosing to be really angry um (laughs) well at the same time we were all losing everything so who knows what that person's reality was no for sure like did they lose a human being did they lose their career did they lose their job did they lose you know their wife because she said fuck this i'm not gonna be with you 12 hours a day absolutely like who knows what what other people so that was i could see people dancing around like eggshells yeah and um i think now we're seeing the backlash of it all like the ptsd's coming out and people you know yeah not talking about it was so funny we just like started living life again and we're like that did there, it's fine it's now. Cool. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. Remember when we were doing that and now we're not anymore and <laughs> life is normal again. Um, crazy. Thank you. Uh, oh, thank you. But we're going to deal with this one. Uh, I comedy. Think a lot of, yeah, fuck. I think, honestly, comedy and live music are the best healing things yeah. right now. That's it. I that's, agree. That's the the music too that's with a, it is a fabulous thing. That's it's a good message. Soothing and feels good and gives us an opportunity like to connect. Even just go find some live jazz or you know some quiet. It doesn't have to be. Or come like, to Rhythm I and like, Flow on April twenty ninth. Like ska punk music so. myself. You do? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's punk. where I'm at. Who's your faves? Nice. Who's your faves? Slackers are coming in a couple weeks. Can't wait. Slackers, Slackers. and they go. What's one of your favorite songs from them? Uh, a lot of their songs. Mm-hmm. All of them. All of them. What's all where are you seeing? I like the how they perform. Like when they do shows, I've been to many, and I brought them cookies. And one yeah. time, actually, we hotboxed all of Lee's Palace with an ounce of weed. That was a fun night. Dope. <laughs> yeah, Aww. one of the guys from the band came up to me. You know Sarah Gillies? I don't know if you know she uh, runs the Pole uh, Dancing Studio in the West. And anyway, her and I um, um, often go to see slackers together. But like one night, the guys come up to me, no clue who I am or who she is or how deep we are in the weed world, just that we're always there at every concert. Oh my God, that's and so like cool. And like the guy comes up and he's like, yo, you uh, you any good at rolling joints? And I'm all like, yeah, what do you need? So then he's like, yeah, some guy gave us this ounce of weed. Um, so we just want you to roll it all up joints and then we'll just give it to the crowd. Like while they're performing amazing so we did we sat in the green room rolled up all these joints and then we like oh had little God. red cups like that and like we put half in her cup and half in mine i was like let's go right in the mosh pit right up front so the band sees us do it and then we did uh-huh. we jumped around 
That is so That's fun. That's so fun. fun. Where are you seeing and them you this could, time? And you could see, like, security was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. Too yeah. late. And it was done. It was bombed, and it was done, and it was good what night. Do? Anyway, I'll oh, never God. happen again, but that no. was fun. <laughs> that sounds so like a great good. experience. I forgot about that memory temporarily. That's a legendary memory. Thanks for sharing it. You've had a legendary life. It continues to be cool. Whatever. Just go uh, have fun, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> go have fun guys that's the best go have fun guy fun guys mushrooms fun guys we love fun mushrooms. guys and fun we're guy. not i mean some people shouldn't fair enough <laughs> some yeah. people should you know just go have fun right on. and that's enough and some people should eat like a lot a lot a lot of mushrooms yeah, yeah. and some people should just eat a little <laughs> and don't judge me if i'm a mega doser but no yeah. No, no dosing judgment we tried, here. Yeah, we haven't tried a mega dose yet. I think in next I can't do it in the city. That's the problem. Is that the vibration too much? What's your mega dose? How many grams like is eight that? Grams. Okay, what I like to do is um, do like a three day thing where I'll start off with just like half gram or gram, and like enjoy the fire or walk in the thing, and then <coughs> you have to eat like twice as much like as you're coming down in order for it to work because your body well after three days you're like oh i gotta eat like 30 grams for it to even yeah but, but that's not like the same as eating 30 grams all at once because you're already on this plateau of like have you but eaten i like 30 to do grams? a little bit because on day three you gotta <laughs> how many grams 30 because like okay the, by the time uh, if you do it all one, collects up and then like six hours later you got to do two grams and then six hours later you got to do, do like four four grams okay and oh then, okay so, so it by is doubling so by the ending oh, if you're shit. doubling oh, it that does double yeah that ha but wow. i can only i've only been able to go two two nights no sleep and then i'm like i'm done <laughs> two nights wow you just like keep eating them and Holy just have fuck. just like you know have quiet periods where yeah you're not, you know you're not running around like crazy person that whole time no for sure go in the tent stare at the top of the tent for a while like oh my god <laughs> stare at the you know the fire yeah. like oh it's sun's coming up okay time to go swimming i don't know do you uh, um do you find like you're do you feel more connected to god on mushrooms like when you do big doses like that that's well, I know that mm. I'm sorry that it's it is a heavy question and I was the trying to uh, actually say it in a different way and it didn't you do it wasn't enough happening. mushrooms and then you start to see that everything is God yeah. uh, and then there it there's is. nobody like that you need to please anymore yes. yeah I yes. don't know so that's just like that there's too many anecdotal that I'm not anti-god or anti-religion or anti-spirituality at all mm. but it's all how you look at it do you look yeah. at it like frontal do you look at it from above from the side from yeah. whatever angle you're looking at it like now oh it's now Allah oh now it's Buddha oh now it's like yeah whatever everything yeah Christ. cool but then I was, just, I was just curious Beautiful. understanding a tiny bit about physics and quantum physics sort of helps you with that yeah, a little exactly. bit when you go back on a trip and you're like oh i see okay well, we're all right it's all good we're all correct <laughs> we're, we're, all all, correct. we're all correct we're guys. all a conscious expression so i am like due. how you saw it and how i yeah. saw it and just do it. i think i'm gonna do a little trip next week just do it just do it i think that's gonna be the name of this episode Oh, I love that. Just, just do it with Puff Mama. Do it. Go, go find a nice spot to walk where there's, you know, no one's going to ruin it. Yeah. 
Oh. Yeah, environment you know, like is don't key go to Dundas sure. Square. No. Hmm. Too yeah. much stimuli. Yeah, I know so many people actually that have used mushrooms in like a very social sort of party setting, and I'm like, I don't. I can do it if I if I have alcohol in the mix because then it it mellows that. So oh okay. Oh, so you do. If you're drinking, well, also if you're drinking and then you eat a mushroom, you just drink all night. But (laughs) Stefan does that. Suddenly, I'm like, how did I drink 24 beers? I'm like, because I ate a bunch of mushrooms. Oh wow! But then you're not tripping like in a spiritual level. You're just like awake and one with everyone. Like it's more on a fun. Yeah. Stefan loves that future magic. He's like, I love beers and mushrooms. It's just a different chemistry. So Mm -hmm. I hate people who uh, do hallucinogens and knock like the addition of alcohol. You're Mm. like, well, it's just different. Yeah, I know. Mm. So. Oh wow. I was a I was a pretty hate and alcoholer for a little while, but I've backed off a lot. It can be a nasty thing, so it's yeah. understandable. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it was um I think I was trying to justify my cannabis usage uh, like in the end when I was like, "Oh man, I ju- I'm just trying to justify my cannabis usage by saying like, "Oh, you have a thing too." <laughs> Essentially, so I don't care anymore. I'd be, I think um, also it depends on what you've witnessed in your life. So yeah. I know some people that never want to touch alcohol again because, you know, they not only witness, they may have caused some trauma. Yeah. Uh. Just, and it's not them. It's the reaction of the alcohol. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. Which, uh. What you going to do? It's true. All I had was good experiences. My dad crack a beer in and we just like, you know, hang and my dad's cool. That's anyway. sick. Do you have a favorite song right now? Whoa. Um... <laughs> favorite song I don't know okay you don't have to <laughs> I keep thinking of the slackers because I'm going to see them in a couple where weeks. are you seeing them uh, they'll Where's be the venue? Um, I think they're at least palace oh Sick. cool yeah that's so fucking cool your, it might be opera house oh nice it's either Lee's or opera house um, are you at the opera house yeah it's on, the 15th. on the 15th so yeah. cool yeah Puff Mama, I'm so glad. Hopefully the first of uh, many visits back to the show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Yeah, thank you for taking the time. There's so much wisdom in this. I can't even like begin to reflect. We got high too. Yeah, it was so sick. What was that weed we smoked? Uh, A dough. The dough. Oh, yes, you're right. That's why I'm dough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, we're gonna link your Excuse website me. in the link below if you're watching on YouTube and any on Anchor, uh, Spotify for podcasts. Is there anything you want to leave the people with? Yeah, and where can they find you? Um, puffmama.ca or puffmama420.com.ca, and uh, that's That'll what's on my Instagram, puffmama420. Um, and I'm here today and I'm at Comedy Bar every Wednesday and I do a whole bunch of girl shows all over the city so you can watch out for a whole bunch of girl action. Yeah, get on your mailing uh, list. Get on my, yeah, that's on my Instagram. You just got that good old link tree so then I I could just say go there. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Isn't that great? (laughs) So handy. Yeah. Thanks, Linktree. Thanks, Linktree. If you're looking to sponsor anyone, Linktree, 
uh, link us disciplined yeah. stoners <laughs> here we are um, so, as always subscribe to the channel thank you for watching uh, check out our Patreon Rhythm and Flow 3 if you're in Toronto April 29th we'll link that in the description below um, and follow us on Instagram because we are growing baby thank you love you check out Pop Puff Mama this is <laughs> fucking awesome bye thank you Yes. Discipline stoners. What's your discipline? You a stoner? That's cool. So are we. I'm high a lot. It's weird to finally say that with pride. I'm high a lot. Being high has helped me with my anxiety. It's helped my social skills. Well, it's helped me feel okay about my shitty social skills. It doesn't make my social skills better, but it sure does make sitting in that awkward moment in a social interaction a lot more bearable. You know, that moment where no one in the group has anything left to say, and you desperately want to yell at all of them to just say something? Being high makes that hilarious and not torture. It's 11 from Angertown. This plant just helped me chill out. Found focus. Found confidence. All of a sudden, I was productive. Less protective. More progressive. Yeah, we talk about stuff like I'm a next sommelier. But this is about a medicine, baby. We wish everyone a mindful life. It's been a helpful tool for us. Whatever the route to peace, it's each individual's journey. And the more we communicate, maybe we can all help each other out. Love and light. Welcome to Discipline Stoners Podcast. With your host, Eleven. And my name is Winnie. And we are the gateway drug to mindfulness. One day we're gonna do a collage of all the times like a brilliant person has said like it's medicine. Cannabis is a gift from Mother Earth. Cannabis helped to heal me. Those natural medicines that we use to help to heal us, and of course they have this euphoric effect or can. It's an alternate natural way of healing. <laughs> And I just think it's so beneficial and there's so many good properties to be. That's the only difference in my life is I've added cannabis. The amount I've changed and the way our family has evolved and our relationships with my adult sons and everything, mm. like just all through cannabis has been, it's been amazing. It's part of my life. Like you said, you really can't separate me and uh, the cannabis plant. I use it medically. Yes. I have fibromyalgia, diagnosed with fibro very, very young, and I use, um, cannabis to treat my fibro very effect effectively. It was through um, an event that caused her major anxiety that I got her to take a few puffs. Yeah. And it, it helped. Yeah. Right? So, so you know, from being up here to being able to cope. You know, we've got naturopathic medicine and natural health products that rely on hundreds of years of traditional use. Yes. 
you know, both cannabis and mushroom technically fall under. Yes. Uh, if you can keep it at that sweet spot and it's in a healthy way, I yeah. feel like that's... Yeah. that's <clears throat> It's it's medicine. Yeah, I think it's, it's medicine. You, you have to like yeah. check in with your life That's and be like, it felt like it complemented my personality. Yeah, almost. Good answer. It's okay to use cannabis as their medicine. Mm -hmm. They no longer deserve to be in classrooms and hear that they're using drugs mm. and they're bad. When this is medicine that is saving their lives. Yes. I mean, I would never put anything on the market that I wouldn't give to my mom or my grandfather. Those strains are fantastic for pain management, nausea. This helps like oh. with pain management. And I feel fantastic. Like, like I feel great. Um, do so I attribute good. it to cannabis and cannabis oil? Absolutely I do. Relationship to cannabis right now is um, beautiful, growing, uh, most probably everlasting. I think this is medicine. Dude. 120 percent i've got add and i i use cannabis to help kind of focus me in and kind of turn things off like it very much is medicine it was medicinal for me it was it was like taking a medicine because it that's how it worked because i can see your energy and wait now you freaking see the rise before you interact with me before you collab with me or try Better get up on your frequency If you tryna see me Share the same space or breathe anywhere near where I be If you tryna get by Then your vibe gotta rise Yeah I'll tell you when you